It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Washington football team, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. All right, everybody, we welcome you to a new edition of the Locked On Washington football team podcast from FedEx Field on a Sunday evening. I'm Chris Russell. It is a Victory Monday, Thanksgiving week slash hell week version of the Locked On Washington football team podcast. But it starts with a Victory Monday as the Washington football team beat Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals 20 to 9. We'll have much more on the game. We'll hear from Chase Young and more before this show is out, but we are brought to you by our friends at Pepsi. That's right. You know, I tell you this all the time, and I'm not kidding. I have downed six cans of Diet Pepsi already today. So many that I have three or four more waiting for me at my desk here at FedEx Field in the press box. And I had FedEx Field operations keep the Pepsi cooler open. Why? Because I need my stuff. I need my Pepsi. Diet Pepsi for me. Pepsi maybe for you. Either way, we all win. That's right, Pepsi. It's made for football watching. And you know you can go to madeforfootballwatching.com to check out the latest football watching content from our friends at Pepsi. No matter where you watch and no matter where you are. All right, so let's get it going right here on the Locked on Washington football team podcast as the WFT beat the Cincinnati Bengals 20-9 to uh, here at FedEx Field. Now, the big story overall for the game, unfortunately, is a sad you know, injury and tough blow and tough break for the Cincinnati Bengals as Joe Burrow, the number one overall pick, their quarterback, their stud, their future, their everything – uh, has reportedly torn his left ACL uh, in his knee. He was hit high by Montez Sweat, low, even though it wasn't low, like below the knee, it appeared based on multiple times watching the video, but not absolutely 100% able to zero in on the point of contact. It appeared like he was hit at the knee or just above the knee by Jonathan Allen. As he threw a incomplete pass on a third and two inside his own 20-yard line, and he ultimately tweeted that he would be back and to see you next year. Zach Taylor, the Cincinnati head coach, said he did not have uh, any final result, but NFL Network reported that it is indeed a torn left ACL. Now, that sucks. Uh, I don't. There was no penalty on the play. I don't think there should have been. There wasn't anything malicious or intentful uh, based on what I saw, and I don't think anybody else is going to have a major problem with it, but you never know with these things. People get weirdly upset. 
Um, so unfortunately, that play knocked Joe Burrow out. That was fortunate, though, in a football context for the Washington football team. Before that, Burrow was dialing it up. 22 of 34, 203 yards, a touchdown, no picks, a 90.7 rating. Listen, he wasn't throwing three and four touchdowns, but he would have if Ronald Darby didn't break up a couple of potential touchdowns, number one. Number two, um, you know, they had some some issues in a couple of little spots, if you will, where, you know, th- that probably kept them off the board. One of those big spots was caused by Chase Young. Let's take you to that sequence. So the Bengals are lined up fourth and goal from the three-yard line. They'd already missed a 34-yard field goal uh, from their kicker. I, I don't know how that happens, but it happened. Uh, he also missed an extra point attempt. And so they go for it, right? I think they were down seven to nothing at that point, I believe. And they go for it on fourth and goal from the three. And Joe Burrow scrambles out to the right under pressure. And it looks like, it looks like he's going to run it in for the touchdown or be very, very close, maybe an outstretch, maybe a review type of situation. And instead, Chase Young just absolutely bulldozes him and forces a fumble before the goal line. Now, the ball was touched inside the end zone by Washington, but it was not fully possessed, I guess, initially. And it eventually came out of the end zone only to be recovered back in the end zone. I think I'm explaining that right. It's it's still crazy. And so initially, the ruling was forced fumble, safety, meaning Cincinnati, who tackled the Washington football player who recovered it in the end zone, was given a safety because they initially ruled the officials that the play actually came out of the end zone, right? So uh, again, here's the, here's the initial ruling, okay? Chase Young forces the fumble. It's recovered by Cameron Curl at the minus one, meaning inside the end zone. Then they said Cameron Curl advanced the ball to the Washington one before he fumbled, which was caused by Quentin Spain. But then it was recovered in the Washington end zone by Ronald Darby. Again, minus one yards into the end zone and Darby tackled in the end zone and they were given a safety. Now, the safety was nullified by a holding penalty, which was right before the Chase Young part of this and right before the forced fumble. So the play would have been coming back anyway, right? Because if Chase Young doesn't make that play, obviously on a fourth and goal from the three, Ron Rivera is going to accept the holding penalty. So Cincinnati would not have scored, but initially, initially what it looked like was when they ruled it a safety, Ron was going to take, instead of the safety, he was going to take the holding penalty, which would have negated the forced fumble. It would have backed Cincinnati up. They would have kicked a field goal or tried to kick a field goal. And Ron was willing to give them an extra point instead of, instead of, if they could have made the field goal, instead of the two points that they would have gotten. And Washington having to free kick from the 20. Remember what happened a couple of weeks ago when Washington got that safety and then the free kick from the 20, not the 35, led to another touchdown by Antonio Gibson against the Dallas Cowboys. So that was very smart analytical thinking on Ron Rivera's end. Luckily for Ron Rivera, they reviewed it because it's a turnover, right? 
And when they reviewed it, they reversed the play. They said Burrow scrambled to the Washington one, forced fumble by Chase Young. That stays the same. It was recovered by Darby because uh, in the end zone because what they ruled was that Cameron Curl never really had possession, that it was basically like bouncing around and he never had full possession. And so, therefore, he couldn't really advance it from the end zone or in the end zone to out of the end zone. And, therefore, for it to fumble again and be recovered by Darby in the end zone. You with me? So, basically, it went Burrow. There was a holding penalty. Chase Young forces the fumble. It's recovered by Darby. Yes, Curl is involved in that, but he doesn't actually get credit or failure of a possession. It's recovered by Darby one yard into the end zone, and it's a touchback. And then the penalty on the offensive holding is declined correctly because now it's Washington's touchback. And Washington, instead of giving up two points or three points, they they, they get the ball at their 20-yard line. Now, they went three and out and had to punt anyway, but it takes two points or three points and a free kick off the board correctly, and Chase Young still makes, again, the play, it would have been a holding anyway and it would have been negated anyway, but hell, it counts as a forced fumble. Chase Young absolutely obliterates Joe Burrow in a clean, legal way. Again, I'm not trying to you know, do anything like that, so don't anybody complain. And ultimately, Washington takes over. Now, I mentioned they three and out and punted, and then Cincinnati drives right down the field and gets their touchdown. A five-yard touchdown pass from Burrow to A.J. Green, and they missed the extra point. So, again, it's 7-6 to six at this point uh, because it was 7 to nothing when that touchdown potentially was saved by Chase Young. All right, so that was basically that. Now let's just take a quick look at some of the numbers before we uh, let you hear from some of the combatants uh, here on the Locked on Washington football team podcast. Again, I'm host, uh, your host, Chris Russell, right here on a Victory Monday edition. The Washington football team ran for 164 net yards, and they only allowed 70. That's right. Great job by the run defense. Now, listen, they were without Joe Mixon, obviously. So Samaje P. Ryan and Gio Bernard, not exactly the threat, but still good job out of Washington's run defense, which made Cincinnati largely one-dimensional. And Cincinnati was able to move the football consistently through the air with Burrow, not with the backup, Ryan Finley. That was a disaster, as you would expect. But Burrow was able to move the football consistently, but Washington almost every time would make a big play. Obviously, the Chase Young course fumble we mentioned Ronald Darby with two potential breakups in the end zone plus uh, ultimately a fumble recovery in the end zone. So Ronald Darby had himself a game. Uh, Kendall Fuller had a couple of pass breakups, including one on a third down on the play that Joe Burrow got hurt. So Washington was able to bend, 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 but not break for the most part outside of that A.J. Green five-yard touchdown. Part of the reason was, again, they shut them down against the run, 70 rushing yards. Also, on third down, Cincinnati was only 3 of 13 on third down and 0 for 2, ultimately, on fourth down. Great job. Defense only allowing 272 yards. Uh, Cincinnati at one point had like a 2 to 1 advantage in terms of plays run. They ultimately wound up having a 66 to 61 advantage. But again, I can't tell you how important it is to shut down the running game so that you can make an opponent one-dimensional. Washington did give up a long third down 19 conversion 
Ryan Finley, ironically, uh, on the scramble and run on a third and 18. That's no bueno. Uh, but they did force, again, Cincinnati overall to pass 44 times. That's not what you always want if your defense stinks, but it's ideally what you want because you want to make a team one-dimensional, period. So, Washington was 2 of 4 in the red zone in terms of converting touchdowns. Dustin Hopkins did miss another field goal. That's not good. They did ultimately have the time of possession edge 30 to 46. Hopkins, as we mentioned, was wide right from 38, but he did connect on 32 and 50. So he had 2 of 3 on the day. Uh, and as we told you, they got a little bit of gift, uh, a little bit of a gift from Randy Bullock, the Bengals place kicker who missed a 34-yard early in the game, missed a 58-yarder off the right upright as the first half expired and made a 53-yarder but also missed an extra point. So the Bengals should have had four extra points and turned down 20-13 to 13 with the ball and maybe not the game being over late in the game and being down a touchdown. But instead... You lose games on special teams, that's what bad teams do. All right, so the Washington football team wins 20-9. to They overcome a small 9-7 deficit at the end of the first half. So that means they are now 2-7 and when trailing at the half. Once again, they did not score on their first possession, and that's because they came out pass, 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 pass. Boom, sack, done kicked the ball away and Cincinnati almost scored on their first drive but that's basically the nuts and bolts of the statistics we'll get into the more of the game as we go along throughout this short week Cowboys ahead on Thanksgiving Day when we return when we return right here on the Locked On Washington football team podcast you will hear from Chase Young he's first up Uh, on going up against Joe Burrow, number two versus number one. You'll also hear from Stephen Sims and somebody else, if we can fit it all in, right here on the Locked On Washington football team podcast. All right, I'm Chris Russell for our friends at Echelon. That's right, guys. It's Thanksgiving week, and you want to stay in shape, right? Nothing feels as good as that feeling of accomplishment, hitting your feeling fitness goals, and feeling good about yourself. And Echelon can get you there. Why don't you get some Echelon equipment, right? It'll help you out. Echelon offers the next generation of connected fitness bikes, fitness mirrors, rowing machines, and the all-new Echelon Stride Smart Treadmill. No matter what your favorite fitness activity is, Echelon gives you a fun and challenging workout from the comfort of your own home. And why do you want to go anywhere else? You want to be in your own home. Get everything done there, and then you can relax. World-class instructors, uh, their competitors are different, right? Echelon is affordable for everyone. One membership lets up to five family members all work out at the same time. So right now, you can try Echelon, any Echelon equipment, in your own home for 30 days, guys. You're going to love it. Go to echelonfit.com slash NFL. That's E-C-H-E-L-O-N fit.com slash NFL and get your Echelon today. All right, once again, it is Chris Russell with you. After the Washington football team beats the Cincinnati Bengals, it is Thanksgiving week, and I know you guys are going to be watching a lot of football. You're going to be eating a lot of turkey and all the stuffing and everything, and then 
And while you crack open an ice cold Pepsi or Diet Pepsi, as in my case, because you guys are going to, again, watch a lot of football. You're not an athlete. You're not an NFL player. You're going to be watching football on TV because that's what 99% of America does, right? We watch football on TV. We join this group called the League of Football Watchers because this season is obviously very different, guys. And Pepsi is here to get you ready and fuel you for game day, no matter how you watch. Again, we'll all be watching together on Thanksgiving Day, separate, of course, in Dallas as the Washington football team takes on the Cowboys. Pepsi is the refreshment you need to power through any game day. Go to madeforfootballwatching.com to check out the latest football watching content from our friends at Pepsi. All right, it is Chris Russell with you on the Locked On Washington football team podcast. Why don't we hear from number two overall pick, Chase Young, who caused that fumble of Joe Burrow near the goal line that led to that big change of momentum. Yeah, I, I was definitely hurt, man. I, I don't want to see anybody go down. Um, off, uh, definitely, um, you know, season the injury like that. I was hurt because I know how Joe, I know how bad he wants it. Uh, you know, he a dude, and, and I know Joe won it, and – I know Joe, somebody like him, he's going to start recovery tomorrow. And that's the, that's the just type of guy he is. Um, so I'm, I'm going to be praying for Joe. Joe, my guy, he already know. So, yeah. Chase, I know you never want to see Joe get hurt or, or get injured like that, but how did the game change after he left? And it seems like the defense kind of really took over. Yeah, we definitely, um, you know, we definitely um, took over. Uh, you know, after that, uh, sack started coming um, and everything just started falling into place. I just feel like even from – the start of the game, we, we just we, we went out there with more emotion. Uh, I feel like we had a lot more fun today playing ball just together as a group. I feel like we trusted each other a lot today. And, uh, you know, we're going to keep going. Just like I said last week, we're going to keep going. Um, yeah. Damn it. Hey, Chase, as um, you were going over to talk to Joe, I am. Um, my bad, I apologize. I was just saying, as I saw the play with Joe Burrow, I could see you pacing back and forth, your hands on your hips, and I think I saw you mouth something. Can you walk me through your reaction from the start to the finish of that? Man, I was going, and all I heard was, all I heard was a yell, and he held it, and he held his knee. You know, you never want to see that. Uh, I was hurt, man. I was hurt because I know Joe. And he, I know he. Out there. I wanted to play. I wanted to keep playing against Joe. So it's like. You know what I'm saying? I was I was hurt for Joe. I was just man, it you just never want to see that happen. Um to anybody. And I, I was I was hurt, man. That's all I can say. Chase, can you walk us through that play with with the force fumble, just kind of what you saw on that play and how it unfolded? Yeah, I mean, I was rushing, um, went inside to a slide. Uh, I was met there with two guys, Joe, he rolled out. Um, and I just ran to the ball, you know, like you're supposed to. So I ran to the ball. I felt somebody on my outside. So I said, hmm, let me not overrun him because he's going to have to cut the ball up. So, and I knew when he cut the ball up, I could deliver, I could deliver a blow because obviously he's a quarterback. Um, so, and I mean, that's what I try to do, man. You know, just run to the ball and make a play. Hey, Chase, what did you say to Joe when he was on the cart before he left? I said, I love you and get well. Um, you know, and I pat him on the head and said a little prayer to God, nothing else I could do.
We'll take a couple more. Hey, Chase, it seemed like you were pretty fired up before the game, kind of adjusting the guys. What did you tell them, and were you a little bit more amped for this one? Yeah, I told them it's 365 days out of the year. I said, why 16 days out of the year you can't be a dog? So that was one of them days. I said, I said, 16 days out of the year, why can't you be a dog? And I kept repeating myself. I said, 16 days out of 365 days. That's why I tried to, you know, shrink it down to and uh, not. And I told them to play with passion, man. And I feel like uh, that energy, you know, before the game, I feel like, you know, that helped lead us into the game with just energy and momentum. Hey, Chase, I know it's about the team, not about you, but if you could indulge me, how would you assess your play at this point for your rookie season? Uh, I think I'm I think I'm developing. And, uh, you know, you definitely haven't seen my, my best ball yet. I, I'll tell you that right now. Oh, ooh, Thanksgiving. You know, LeBron going to be watching. Everybody going to be watching, you know. So, uh, <laughs> so you, know, it's, 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 you know, it's that time to get that money for sure. Hey, Chase, after everything that's happened so far this year, both to you and, and the team, to still be a half game out, essentially, how do you kind of bottle all that up and take advantage of the opportunity? Just keep going. Just keep going. We're going to keep going. And, you know, we're going to see where that leads us, but we're going to keep going. All right, we're with you here on the Locked on Washington football team podcast. That was Chase Young, the number two overall pick. He gets the best partially by TKO and by default of Joe Burrow. Um, so the Washington football team gets the win and now they play at Dallas on Thanksgiving day. You heard Chase refer to the stage and that LeBron James is going to be watching. I don't know if he knows this same thing with Antonio Gibson in the first Dallas matchup. LeBron James is a Cowboys fan. We should, you know, if you're, if you play for the Washington football team, you shouldn't be celebrating LeBron James. He likes the dirty Cowboys. Just saying. Just saying. All right, coming up next, Stephen Sims Jr. With his first touchdown catch of the year, we'll hear from him right here on the Locked On Washington football team podcast. All right, once again, it is Chris Russell with you guys and here for Built Bar. We're all going to need as many Built Bars as we possibly can this week because we're all going to overeat turkey, stuffing, mashed potatoes, cranberries, apple pie, pumpkin pie, ice cream, whatever we want, right? It's just going to be a food fest, and then you're going to need to work it all off. So you're going to need your Built Bars as meal replacements, as Uh, meal substitutions after you get your workout in. And the good news is if you go to BuiltBar.com right now, you're going to get a great deal and you're going to discover that they have six new flavors. We've been telling you about these for months. Caramel brownie, yum, cookies and cream, uh, cherry barcia, if that's your uh, cut, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, apple almond crisp, the six new flavors. Plus their 12 original flavors, which we tell you about all the time. Peanut butter brownie is my favorite. You got some mint brownie in there if you like that. Regular peanut butter. Uh, German chocolate is really good. Salted caramel is delicious. Nut and nut-free flavors covered in 100% chocolate, soft and easy to chew, perfect for any diet. They're low in sugar, high in fiber, uh, low in carbs, everything. And right now, when you go to BuiltBar.com, you use the promo code Locked On, you'll get 20% off your next order. Use the promo code Locked On for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. 
If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, we wrap up the Locked On Washington football team podcast on this Victory Monday by telling you that coming up this week, obviously, we'll have a shortened week. We're only going to have media availability with Ron Rivera on Monday, which we'll have for you on the next episode, and as well some players and maybe some coaches on Tuesday leading into Thursday. We'll have a very, very different week. We'll have uh, also our crossover, but that will be earlier than normal because the game is at 4.30 Eastern on Thursday. Now, just wrapping it up, let's hear from Stephen Sims Jr., who is back in the lineup for the last couple of games and finally starting to get his footing. He caught a wide-open touchdown pass from Alex Smith, part of the win. Oh, it's definitely great uh, to get in the end zone. You know, that's, that's I guess, every wide receiver dream, but, you know, it's been a long time. Uh, it's hard to get in the end zone, so, so when I get there with this, a short play or a big play, it's always fun. It's always, a, you know, a good feeling. I just feel like it was a test from God. You know, I'm, um, I felt like, you know, he put something in front of me. He wanted to see how I was going to handle adversity through the season. And, you know, I, I've been fighting to get back right. Um, a, lot of, a lot of extra work on my feet and on my body just so I can get back right. Um, it's been a long time coming. Um, I'm very excited. I'm very happy to be back, you know, competing with the guys. It's so much fun when I'm out there. Speaking of overcoming adversity, Alex Smith gets his first win in nearly two, in two years. I know this is about the team, but what does it mean to see you guys, for you guys to see him get that kind of a win? And how has he been helping you guys the last couple of weeks? Uh, you know, Alex is a vet guy. You know, everything about him, vet, professional. Um, you know, it's everything you want in a quarterback. And to see him, you know, come back from what he's came back from, it's like 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 my, 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 my journey is nothing. You know what I mean? He, that guy fought for his life. You know, all those things. He's just an inspiration. His whole story is an inspiration. And I go hard just, you know, when he's back there, regardless of who's back there, I go hard. But, you know, it's, it's a different feeling when he's back there. Hey, Steven, what's with the Cincinnati hat after playing Cincinnati? Uh, I, I ain't, this is just for the swag. Like, I don't, okay, got I don't keep up with this. <laughs> I got on red. It's a red hat. I don't even see that on there. <laughs> no, <okay>. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy, bro. Cincinnati Reds. I didn't even realize that. I'm supporting them. I came in here supporting them today. Hey, Steven, could you talk a little bit about what this offense has been able to do the last three weeks and the fact that you got the win this week? Uh, we just, you know, we, 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 I feel like the last couple of weeks we've been able to do whatever we wanted to do to the defense. I feel like we kind of stalled at times or a turnover here or, you know, offsides or, you know, just something to set us back. And today I feel like we we, we fought, we had a little bit of it, and then we, we got back right after halftime. We, we focused, we locked in, and, and we got rolling, as we always do. Hey, Steven, you guys got the Thanksgiving Day game, so you've a short week. Does it, does it help the fact that you're going to play an NFC East team on a short week than if you were playing a team that you're not so familiar with? Uh, I mean – 
I guess that we we know, you know, we played them already. So I guess that's the only the only help really, but we still gotta go out on Thursday and play or they'll they'll beat us and send us right back here with a loss. Nah, not really. Um I it's I love when the lights come on. It's bright, you know, big time. We the only ones playing. That's that's the game, you know, you make your name in. And and, that, and that's that's what we live that's what we live for, especially me. All right, and that's going to do it for us right here on the Locked On Washington Football Team podcast. Thanks to WashingtonFootball.com for providing that. Also, Michael Phillips of the Richmond Times-Dispatch. Make sure we thank him for also providing us the easy-to-edit copy and versions of that audio. The Washington football team improves to 3-7 and seven on the year. They win 20-9 to nine over uh, Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals. And unfortunately, Joe Burrow appears to be not only lost for the season, but also a torn left ACL. The WFT head to the Dallas Cowboys and AT&T Stadium on Thursday. We'll have coverage throughout the week right here on the Locked On Washington football team podcast. For now, from FedEx Field, I'm Chris Russell. Adios. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.